You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to episode 117 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me is the rest of the gang, Suze Gilbert. Hello, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hi. Together again, <laughs> for, the, for the last time, yeah. temporarily. Uh, because we have a lot going on in the month of April, May, and June, we've decided we're going to be taking a three-month hiatus just so that we can get done everything that we have on our schedules for the next three months. If by some chance we do have some time and we can get together and have an episode, we will. But until we let you know about that, it's looking like sometime in July, we'll be back together. So um, also, while I'm thinking of it, listeners, I have two questions for you and you can get a hold of any of us through Twitter with the answer. Number one, I'd like to know if anyone uses Google Plus anymore. Because I only go into Google Plus just to post the episode, and there's never any chatter, and I personally never go in there unless I'm putting something in for the episode. Do you guys use it? What's Google Plus? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I don't. I used to. I When I first started, but you know what? I'm just so ticked off at Facebook right now. Yeah. I'm like beyond ticked off at Facebook. It's, I, I've honestly thought about deleting Facebook. It just, I'm so irritated that, you know, um, Mark Zuckerberg, number one, took forever to come out um, after this little fiasco and to, you know, assuage any, you know, responsibility or, or to, I mean, not responsibility, but to, you know, assure people that, you know, they were doing due diligence with our privacy issues. I mean, it just really irritates me. So my answer is no. I'm really getting ticked off at social media. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I actually deleted their app because it was causing so many so much problems with my, um, uh, on my phone. So yeah. I, I'll get to what I substituted for using their app. But I think think Google has made some missteps, I think, you know, with certain apps they've come out with. I mean, I do like Drive. I do like their Documents app. There's many other apps they have that are really good. But as far as the social media app, I think Google Plus originally um, started off with, like, you know, the groups and the things that they wanted to do. It It was good in theory. But I don't think it ever caught on because of Facebook and Twitter and, you know, and, of course, then we have Instagram. So I don't know. But I, I, I have, I rarely use it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't either. Um, the second question that I had for the listeners is topics that you would like us to talk about. Is there anything that's going on that you would like us to address? Whether it would be um, how we use technology or apps or wh- whatever it happens to be, we would love to hear from you. Our, all of our contact information is can be found at threegeekyladies.com. The number three spelled out. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Google Plus. And you can find us through Twitter. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, we want to talk about things that you want to hear about. So today we are going to be talking about iOS apps that we use either on a daily basis or all the time. And the one that I use constantly for a good six months out of the year, Suze, is AtBat. Baseball Uh starts next (laughs) Thursday. I am so excited. Finally, finally, finally. Well, it'd be nice if we could get excited here, but, you know, eventually the Texas Rangers are, don't ask me why, we are in the Southwest and they have one of the few uh, Southern uh, baseball fields without any covering because it's murder when you go to a game there in the summer. I mean, it's just, it's Mm, miserable. So, but um, my husband and my sons do love baseball as well. And, um, even though in their hearts, at least, well, my one son is a Yankees fan, <laughs> but my, my other, <sighs> my husband, but we keep him anyway, son, like my I husband, know, I know, but they're Red Sox and, um, and, uh, they are, they're really looking forward to it too. But right now everything is March madness, you know, the bracket, yes. every, I think every bracket's been blown except for my son. So. I was in first place in my bracket oh. until UNC lost, and yeah, I think he, there you go. I think he has Michigan <laughs> going all the way, but 
Well, for, for to get to apps that I use every day, and most of these apps I have talked about on previous podcasts, but you did say the ones we use every single day. And the first one that I use every single day, because I do take a lot of photographs, and I think I have like 33,000 photographs on my phone. <laughs> I can't get rid of any because I might need that particular photograph. I, it's like, you know, some people are hoarders. I hoard, I hoard images. So there you go. But Snapseed, it's a free app. Um, when it came out by Nick Software years and years ago, um, it, was, it was the best app. I always raved about it because I just love the fact that they have this technology called Upoint. So uh, I had used their um, plugins on um, my, uh, my Mac. But when they came out for iOS, so basically when you open up a photograph and you need to do some adjustments to it, whether you need to adjust the contrast or the brightness or the saturation, you when you hit selective, the option to be selective, that um, you tap and hold and spread your fingers and it basically creates a mask. So you're only adjusting that particular portion of the photograph. It was brilliant at the time. It's still wonderful. Google has since bought out Nick software and I am really pleased. I was very, very worried about that. And I think I expounded upon that on previous podcasts as well. But I have to say Google has kept up with Snapseed and I'm so happy because for a free app, it is by far the absolute best photo editing app in the app store, bar none. And they have added a, a lot more. It's it's feature rich right now. And because Google has, you know, added more features every time. So they do offer filters. They offer um, perspective. So if you um, take a photo, for instance, if you take a photograph of a very tall building and there's always what they call keystoning. So it's a little off perspectively. They allow you to change that. And what they've included in Snapseed now, you used to have separate apps for. And I think it's just wonderful that this is now just a really, um, you know, I, I, I want to say like a Photoshop, but pretty darn close. You can crop it, you can rotate it, you can um, retouch your exposure. It has details. So you can um, adjust the structure and the sharpening. You can also heal. So if you have like a telephone uh, pole coming out of a head, you can, you know, hit the heel. And just with a swipe of your finger, it uses um, kind of like that. Um, oh, gosh, I'm just drawing a blank here. Isn't that awful when I do this? Uh, of what Photoshop does. It, anyway, it's a technology that it's a, like a smart technology. I'll, it'll come to me like five minutes from now. But anyway, I think that is just wonderful. They've made this such a uh, a, a go-to app every single time you take a photo. I mean, it, granted, if you're taking a photo with your iPhone or your iPad, you do have edit features, but the editing that Apple offers is very, very basic. Snapseed offers you a much richer experience. So if you want to put post a an image on Instagram or an, an image, uh, you know, like for, for instance, changing your Facebook photo, definitely use Snapseed. I mean, no one should not have Snapseed on their phone or um, iPad. And they allow you to do text now too. They have a few fonts. As a matter of fact, most of the graphics that I do for Three Geeky Ladies, I every 100% of them have been done in Snapseed. The only thing I that Snapseed doesn't have that Pixelator does, and I don't like Pixelator quite as much, is that you actually can put in the image. Like for, for instance, for the graphic for um, this podcast is 500 pixels by 500 pixels, but there's no way I can dial that into Snapseed. If I could, I would, because it'd be wonderful. I just wouldn't need to go anywhere. But usually I start the image in Pixelator and then I bring it over to Snapseed to kind of sharpen it and clear it up. So definitely this is the, the one I use every single day. It's, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Five stars, 10 stars. <laughs> Snapseed is the best app in the app store still, as far as I'm concerned. So that's why it's my number I, one. <laughs> I have it and I don't use it. I, I don't know. I, I take a picture and I put it in photos. I don't really do anything. Well, yeah. you know, you can do you can do grunge in it. You can do black and white. You can do a double exposure. I used to have to uh, juxtaposition, uh, juxtapose, excuse me, that app to blend it. Now Snapseed allows you to do double exposure for artifacts. You can enhance, you know, your face. So I think there used to be like a separate app, like a glamour app, and it allows you to do that. You can um, you can correct a pose. Uh, I, it's just, it's really great. I think I love the fact that they keep 
adding more and more to it and they're not they're not skimping out and they're not taking away i hate when when developers give you something but then they take away something um snapseed they haven't done that with and i'm very grateful that they haven't because i i really do love it i know that some of the reviews right now have said that it crashes a lot i have that has not once been my experience but i will tell you that the iphone x um, and ios have been very buggy and they i've had apps crashing on me that normally never crash on me and i just think that may be perhaps an ios rather than a a an app issue just just throwing that out there that's that's it for me vicky okay for me well speaking of of uh, mr zuckerberg and facebook um <laughs> I was having issues with um, the before, uh, my iPhone just hanging uh, when I used the app, the Facebook app. And I was I was just sort of, I was doing all kinds of things, restarting it, uh, the device, uh, um, you know, um, uh, uh, sh- uh, shutting it down, you know, getting rid of it, running in the background and starting it up again. Nothing helped. It was just very slow and um it would not update uh, the page. I would I would start up thinking that I had posted something, and um, I look on my page and it wouldn't be there. And then seconds later, I have like three or four of the same posts. Uh, so I was getting ready to just you know throw it in the towel and just you know use it on my computer only when I saw some people saying that they just decided to use Firefox. As, as the browser and, you know, not you. And yeah, I also tried to do it using Safari instead of the app and Safari was even worse. So I started doing using Firefox on my, on my iPhone. Uh, and that's pretty much how I use it. There's some limitations. Some, it won't let you do things like, and maybe it's just my um, phone. I don't know. You can't do things like uh, if I want to tag Alisa in a, in a post and say, Hey, Alisa, look at this. And used to add uh, your name. That doesn't work um, through my um, browser. I don't know why. That is, I would think that'll be something that you could do, but that's no big deal. I don't worry about that now. I don't have the performance issues and the leaks and stuff that I had before. Um, it works pretty much the same. I have to figure out how to add people because I have certain things that I do. I don't follow anybody, so that so you won't say anything that offends me because I don't follow anybody. <laughs> if you look at my stuff, all I do is post, post, post every now and then, liking somebody else's stuff, but I don't because I don't want to. And people need to feel free to say what they have to say, and I don't want to get all upset and, and my panties all in a wad over something that you said <laughs> off the cuff. And you have a right to your opinion, just like I do, you know, and I post yep. stuff sometimes that offend people um, and they're and they're free to you know, unfollow me or delete me or block me or whatever. Um, but I just don't want that kind of stress. I want to go on Facebook and just see pretty kid, cute little kittens and dogs and babies. And that's about it. And to talk to my cousins that I never, ever see, you know, and I can get a flash on what's going on in their life. So Firefox is working perfectly fine for me um i sort of like it i don't like firefox on my computer though it doesn't really cre- creepy things that i should say creepy uh, but um well silly stuff that i just don't like um and uh, i don't i already got uh, google chrome that i have to use for school but safari is out of the picture even on my computer, I, 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 I'm just not liking it. That feature with the pop-up stuff, you know, mm-hmm. when the screen content pops up, you can read. Sometimes I don't want to, 99%, 99% of the time, I don't want to see that. And um, to have to set it for each time you go on to a website to not pop up, it's irritating. Um, and it's just that Safari hasn't done anything that has excited me in a very long time. So... Um, I just guess I stick a Google Chrome, which I think is sort of boring. But Firefox is awful, and um, I just I just don't even want to deal with it on, on my computer. Um, but it's perfectly fine on my iOS device. For simply going to Facebook and looking at cute kittens and dogs and things. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, and it's so it's so tumultuous. The news, you know, it's just so depressing. Everything between school shootings and what's going on in the world, and you know, it's just. I think you're right, Vicky. I I seek. That's why you know, like I've been camping. I just seek to to have some levity yeah. in my life. You know, just some. Just things I don't need to think about just make me smile. That's why I go on board Panda a lot. Just I need something just to make me laugh and, you know, just forget about stuff. Isn't that weird? It's like a collective depression. Yeah, I get get what you're saying about the camping now. I was wondering, where does that come from? Why does she want to do that? All of a sudden, yeah, when you are camping, you know, you're out there. None of that distraction. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's really nice. So going back to MLB for a moment, if you are a baseball fan, you really do want to have this app on your phone. Uh, I have the premium subscription, which I paid for in March, uh, earlier in March, and I think it was $115. But that gets me all the baseball games, not just the Red Sox, but any team that I like uh, or any other team, I can watch on my phone, on my iPad, on a Roku box, on a Fire Stick, on an Apple TV Anywhere that uh, the MLB app is, you can watch on your computer. Uh, I think you can play it on PlayStation. They have a listing on their website of all the different devices you can use. And it's much cheaper than getting it through your cable TV subscription because you're stuck with just your TV if you do it that way. And it's about $50 more. Mm. So this way, you can watch it on any device. You can walk around your house with your iPad. I mean, my iPad is constantly got the Red Sox on. The one thing you do have to keep in mind If you do want the video portion, if you are like, I live in New York, so if I wanted to watch a Yankee game, even if it's against the Red Sox, I cannot. It's blacked out. Oh, yeah, So you can't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the Yankees and the Mets, I cannot watch. Like for you, Suzanne, you would not be able to watch um, Houston. No. Or the Rangers. The Rangers. Because of where you live, even though. So if they're playing the Red Sox, you have to watch it on TV. So yeah, that's what I do right. here. I have to watch it on the Yes Network or ESPN or whatever. So you can have you have that. If you don't want the video, but you want to listen to the audio, you just want to listen to the radio station, 20 bucks a year. That's how I got into this at first. First, I just paid the 20 I think when I first did it, it was $10, and then the price kept going up. But for the last number of years, it's only been $20. And you can listen to any radio. So even if you're a Yankee fan living in New York, you can still listen to the games. And if you don't want to pay, it's just a good way to keep up with the news, keep up with the scores. If you're a baseball fan, it should be on your phone because there's no fee. You know, there's no cost to it just to download it to your phone. So I've been using MLB for, oh my gosh, I don't even, I think as long as I've had an iPhone, which was 2009. Wow. So I've been using, yeah, I've been using it forever. So that's, that's one thing I would never not purchase every year. So I can watch my Red Sox. But the uh, other thing I wanted to talk about was an app that I think everybody's already familiar with, so I'm not going to go into great detail about it, but I use it constantly, 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 and that's 1Password. You need to have some sort of password manager on your phone. I finally got my husband to do it. He was the kind, he doesn't have a whole lot of passwords, but he was the kind that had a piece of paper. And if I was helping him, like, I just bought an iPhone 8, and I gave him my 7. So in order to do this, we had to go into iCloud. I had him back up his phone. We needed his password. But I was doing everything for him, so I'd say, okay, what's your name and password? And he'd run to his piece of paper and look it up and say, uh, let's see, Apple, Apple, Apple. Oh, it's this one. I'm like, don't do that. I put one password on your phone. Use it. So I showed him how to use it, and I think the only passwords he has in there so far are the ones that I put in there for him. Like his iTunes and his Apple ID password. <laughs> but even if it's not one password and you choose to use LastPass or a different uh, a different app, you need to use Password Manager. The one password that I am using is the one where I purchased the app outright. I'm not doing the subscription. Uh, for me, it's just not worth it because it's just me. And I don't do any kind of family sharing. So I bought the app for my phone for my iPad, and for my computer. In hmm. fact, I think when I, I can't remember now, I think when I updated the, to the most recent version on my computer, the phone and the iPad might have been free or just a small in-app purchase to release a couple of the extra things. But that's it. And I use it 
constantly. I put notes in there all the time. Um, just I have other people's information in, in case they lose it. I've got a copy of it. It is, especially with, like you had mentioned, Suze, with all the things that are going on in the world and the hacking that's going on and databases being breached, it's really important to have a password manager because it also lets you know, hey, there's a problem with this yeah. this website. You better go in and change your password. And it just makes it so easy to do. That's, so That's true. I think everybody pretty much knows about 1Password. So I really, really recommend that if not 1Password, at least have some sort of password manager that works for you. So, sermon over. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. Our son, uh, we we have one password. You're absolutely right about that. No question. I, I still haven't gone back to it after it stopped working for me. And that was like years ago. <laughs> I, but I, I mean, really there's other that. options. There's LastPass. There's, I think, something called Dashlane, which I know nothing about. But there are other options that you can use if one password doesn't work for you for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, it probably works now. I just said I got out of the habit of using it, and I'm pretty much lazy. <laughs> no, I would be lost. Change. I would be lost because I have so many different passwords. Even the ones that uh, it doesn't matter if someone hacked, mm-hmm. like say it was a message board about baseball, you know, something that the only information they're going to get is your name and you like the Red Sox, and they can't do anything. I still have a, you know, I not a super duper password, but, mm-hmm. you know, halfway decent, more than banana, you know, or password. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, is it my time, turn? I, if not, I'm just going to move in anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have, what I like to use is uh, the, one of the first apps that they had when we got when the iPhone came out, it was Shazam. I love using that thing. Uh, we play games where we hear a song and we go uh, when we're watching TV, sort of like that. You see a red car punching somebody. <laughs> we try to guess what the song is and who who sang it. And of course, my niece and nephew always do very well because uh, I don't know any of these new singers. <laughs> I've been listening, and um, they guess who it is, and we use Shazam to figure out who uh, is singing, what the song is, and everything. And um, it's it's a really fun app. Um, and I lear- I've also discovered a bunch of music using Shazam because, I, like I said, I don't really listen to music on the radio or any kind of form. I generally listen to what I have already discovered on my phone. Um, so it's a pretty nifty little free app. Everybody's probably aware of it, but that's what I use daily um, um, because, you know, I want to be smart and also want to trip my niece and nephew up on some of the songs that we hear <laughs> in the commercials. And, and sometimes I watch a movie in advance to see if there's a song in there. <laughs> so I, I, They don't listen to this podcast, so they, know, they don't know that I'm cheating them, but <laughs> I do so to figure out what the songs are in movies and on commercials and so so forth. And it's quick. I started using it. I forgot I had it because I've had it for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And then one day we were watching, I think we were watching Billions. Mm -hmm. And they were playing a song in the background. And I said, I think that's Harry Nielsen. But let me double check that. And I pull out Shazam. Mm -hmm. And like within five seconds... Yeah, it was. Uh, I had it told me who it was. I had switched to Soundhound because I did a review of it on it, and I loved it. And then I started realizing Soundhound was a little bit behind on Shazam when I started using Shazam again. Uh, but Soundhound is an, another good one to use. But I'm so used to using Shazam now over Soundhound that uh, mm, maybe I should go back and try to use that one too. <laughs> but both of them work pretty well. Yeah. So, that's that. Me, well, for me, every day, um, I love to draw. And for me, I use Procreate. I think Procreate is, again, one of the best apps in the app store for artists or even for sketchers. Um, they, Savage Interactive came out with this, you know, years ago. And I remember the first time I, I got an iPad when they came out with it, I was absolutely amazed. And they, again, they just keep on redeveloping this app so it's a very powerful app um it is 64-bit and they came out with a upgrade last year and it's, it's just a phenomenal app i mean if you don't have procreate on your ipad you really should they have a small version a smaller less um 
robust version, I would say, called Pocket Procreate or Procreate Pocket. But I don't use that. I use Procreate. Um, they have a fabulous forum where people basically, uh, sometimes people sell them, but they come up with different brushes. So there's just a, 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 so many brushes that can really duplicate the effect of a pastel or graphite, uh, you know, wonderful shading brushes. Uh, somebody just came out with brushes that kind of mimic a, a linoleum cut. Also oil painting. So in watercolor, I really think that if anybody out there has a desire to create any art on their iPad and with their Apple Pencil, which the Apple Pencil is, of course, just a fabulous accessory for the iPad Pro. Um, really down create, uh, down create, really download Procreate. It's about 10 bucks. And again, they're coming out with a big um, upgrade this, this year. They said 2018. Uh, you can also, what's really nice about this, they do have integration with PSD files, which are the Photoshop, uh, the native Photoshop files. So you can export um, things to your iCloud or um, through AirDrop. And then um, you, you can also save your layers if you want to work in a TIFF or PSD. So I, I, I can't, to me, I use this every day. I can't imagine not having it. I would totally, um, I would feel like I had broken my arm if I didn't have Procreate with me. I draw in a group every week and I find that um, when I get home, sometimes I just find it so much easier <clears throat> just to draw on my iPad. So I think I may start bringing my iPad. You know, they, they run the gamut of color. So you have 64-bit color. Um, you know, again, you can go on the form, you can download, download a ton of palettes, uh, color palettes, if you want to use those particular colors, or you can create your own. It has 17 layers, so you have plenty of layers. And definitely go to Procreate's Instagram page, because you're going to just see wonderful art being created with this with this app. So it, to me, it's well worth the, the $10 uh, uh, to have this app on your on your iPad Pro. Okay, the next three that I have on my list, I'm going to do together because they all have to do with listening or watching podcasts. And the first one has been around for a really long time, and I've about as long as I've had it, and that's Downcast. I used to use it for both video and audio, but now I just use it for my video podcasts. It's currently $2.99 to purchase in the App Store. Uh, I have it on my iPad. I do have it on my phone, but I never open it on my phone. I also have it for my computer, but I rarely open it there too. It's like 99.9% .9 is on my iPad. And that's where I watch all my video content. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that I'm noticing, and I've mentioned this before, that as a knitter, I watch a lot of knitting podcasts. As the new ones are being created, they're not using iTunes anymore. They're sending everything to YouTube and there is no integration between YouTube and Downcast. So if it's a YouTube only, you have to go into YouTube. But if it is a podcast that you can find in the iTunes store, then you can watch it through Downcast. And I love it because um, it has the various speeds. So if you don't want to watch it at regular speed or one and a quarter, one and a half, two times, I do everything at one and a half speed just the way I like to watch them, so that, so that when I do hear people talking at their normal voice, it sounds like slow motion to me, mm -hmm. because the one and a half times sounds like their normal voice to me at this point. Mm -hmm. But that's how I watch uh, my video podcasts is with Downcast. Then uh, for audio, I've been using Overcast. Uh, they have changed their model. It's a free app now with an in-app purchase, which I believe is $10 a year for a subscription. If um, I remember correctly, I'm looking on the website and I'm not seeing anything. Uh, here it is. Uh, season pass is $9.99 per year. So when I bought it, it was, I think, I think it was free. And then you paid either $3 or $5 to get rid of the ads, which is what I did. So it was just a one-time thing. But again, same thing with Overcast as with Downcast is that you can listen at different speeds and there's like a little um, button that you just push to the left or to the right to change the speed. So some might be two times, some might be one and a quarter. It just depends on how fast that person speaks and what you're comfortable listening to. 
it also has the um the voice boost let me just open this up right so i'm telling you the right thing um let's see i don't want to open up this app and have it play which it's going to. Okay, you've got the smart speed, which shortens the silences, and then you've got the voice boost, which makes it just a little bit louder. And I have both of those turned on for everybody. And then you can fast forward or rewind 15 seconds, 30 seconds. That's all adjustable. So that is one that I really love. And then finally, and you might be interested in this one, Suze, this one is called Outcast for the Watch, for the Apple Watch. It is 99 cents. And it says it's on sale, so I don't know if that's if they change it to that being a permanent price or if the price is going to go up, but I paid 99 cents for it. And what it is, is you download it to your phone, but everything is done through your watch. You can listen to podcasts through your watch with Bluetooth headphones. Hmm. Wow. So okay. what I love about this is when I go to the gym, I put my, uh, my podcast on my watch and I can leave my phone in the locker. Wow, that's pretty and cool. That, yeah, that is and it, cool. And it works really well. And what you do is you can download, you can put the feed of a podcast on the phone and it will send it to your watch. Or what I did is I went into Outcast and uh, Overcast, I'm sorry, two, these names are too similar. I went to Overcast and I exported the OPML and then I imported it into the watch. So it's got a listing of everything that I have. So what I do is before I go to the gym, I'll say, oh, look, um, there's a new episode of uh, Tech Fan. We'll give Tim a plug here. There's a new episode of Tech Fan. And then what you do is you have to you turn off the Bluetooth on your phone because it works faster downloading by using the Wi-Fi in your home. And then I press on Tech Fan. It shows me what episodes are available. I hit the little cloud. It downloads the uh, episode to my watch. And you can change the speed. You can go into settings and you can change the speed. You can keep it at one speed. Um, and then it goes up in increments of 0.1. So 1.1, 1. 1, 1.2, et cetera, up to, mm. it's either two or three. I can't remember offhand. Uh, it does have a tiny bit of a learning curve. It's not super intuitive. You have to play around a little bit to get used to it. But once you're used to it, I love it. It's great for people who just, you want to go out for a walk, you want to go for a run, you want to work out at the gym, you want to just go around the house and you're cleaning or cooking or doing something and you just don't want to have your watch, uh, sorry, your phone right there. This is great. And for 99 cents, it's not a huge investment if you say, ugh, I don't like it. I have tried a couple other for the watches that were free and they were horrible. I can't mm. even remember the name because I deleted them. I just, I kept trying. They wouldn't work. I, I got the pod, I would, what would happen is it's a combination Apple Watch, iPhone type of player. So you can listen through your phone or your watch, but my watch would recognize the phone, but the watch wouldn't recognize the watch, hmm. if that makes sense. And I just said, the heck with this. I'm not wasting my time. I'll just keep using Outcast. So I recommend that. And they just had an update recently and it made it work flawlessly. I was having problems where I would have to restart the watch to get it to recognize my headphones. And now I go to the gym, I open the app, I hit play, it plays. Cool. So I really like that. So if you have a watch and you listen to podcasts, you might want to look into Outcast for Watch. And Hmm. those are the apps that I use on a daily basis. (laughs) All right. Well, um, in the last couple of months, I've added a tremendous number of apps and they're all related to smart devices. Um, it's the ring um, for the doorbell and the Nest uh, thermostats. I got three of them in my home. Um, August locks, I got those on all of the doors. They placed the dead boats on all of the doors uh, in my house. They're smart locks. Uh, I got the Amazon Alexa to control things. I got Mr. Ledge uh since uh keyless entry uh kind of a door to my garage and then just yesterday and part of today i had xfinity i moved from at&t to comcast and i have Xfinity home which includes security system and all the ways of monitoring your home devices i have not set up xfinity for monitoring other stuff like the locks and i think it also can monitor your nest devices but um, 
And Nest is also uh, capable of monitoring um, the charging of your smart um, of your hybrid car. And we just recently got a hybrid car now, so that's another utility that we use. Um, but all of these devices, I'm constantly looking at. If I'm not looking at them, they're notifying me. So I consider them all to be devices that um, um, I mean, apps that I use daily. Um, all of those, all of these are free, and I only have one app that costs anything, and, and that's the carrot weather. I'm gonna move on to that because I'm done with the smart devices. I guess you could, if you have those those apps, you're you're obviously you we would need to install those if you have those devices. Um, carrot weather, I got because I thought it was just such a cute little app. Um, it pops up and it tells you all these cute these little funny things about the weather. Um, I have it on my, uh, what is the page when you lift your phone up? I don't know what they call that, you know. Um, but when your phone is locked and you lift it up, and that's one of the widgets that I have uh, is for carrot locks. It tells you the weather. You click on it and then it'll say something really clever or funny. Um, like today it says, uh, as the reward for good behavior, I have generated a sunny day for you. It's going to be like uh, in the 60s, uh, upper 60s, almost 70 today. So, yeah. Is that automatic? I'm, just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is that like an automatic thing mm-hmm. for carrot weather? I think is, it, daily it changes. No, no, no. I mean, like, is it something that you can say, like, for example, I have dark sky and I have it set up so that every day at seven o'clock, it's supposed to tell me what the weather is. And it hasn't worked for weeks. It just doesn't show up anymore. No, this is so automatic. I don't know it's if it's broken it, yeah. or it, regardless. Whenever you open the, the the app or you look at it on the on the screen, um, the pop up screen is when you when your phone is locked, it says something. It it, it updates uh, right there. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's not something you set. It just automatically does that. Okay. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Uh, I like it. I have other weather apps too every now and then because we've had some really strange weather. So uh, I install um, uh, the Weather Channel app and I'm getting ready to get rid of it because it starts notifying me about uh, storms that aren't anywhere remotely near me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's nice to know that it's storming in the Sierras, but I would have to drive a very long distance to get to Sierras to, for it having an effect on me. So, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting rid of that carrot. It's local. It, it, you set it for that time zone and or locate and zip code, and it provides you information on that. It's simple. It's, it's $4.99. Uh, I was in a weak state because I normally don't buy apps unless I absolutely need them or they're just like really cute like this one or it provides some kind of functionality. But I normally don't pay $4.99 for cuteness. But. Uh, <laughs> And that's the only reason why I got it, because I thought it was just really sort of a sweet little app. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and it has something a little quirky or funny uh, saying about what's, what's going on. And, and then it gives you the weather. That's it. Hmm. <laughs> well, for me, um, I have the two camera apps that I use every single day uh, is uh, Pro Camera. And that's $5.99. It goes on sale periodically. That is just another really fabulous, um, really fabulous uh, app. If, you, if you're not happy with the Apple camera. Now, some people like the Apple camera. I find it kind of, you know, personally limited. Um, it does allow you to change the light. In it. You know, if you tap and hold, you just tap on the screen when you're using your Apple camera, you can, um, you hold know, swipe second, up. Suzette. Right hold on a second, Suzette. You have the iPhone X. Yeah, I know. So you said that cameras and well, I mean, it, it's it's okay. You know, it's good. It's good, but still, if I want to do something, um, if I have challenging light situations, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still a phone camera, yeah. and okay. even though it's a very good camera, it's still a phone <laughs> camera. And um, I will say that um, I just like to be able to uh, have more control over my exposure. What I would love Apple to do is something like Pro Camera has, where you can change um, the EV and the and the and the lighting in, into a little bit uh, more. Um, it, when you have difficult, like for for instance, if you have a very dark background or you're in a you're in a like high noon, you know, if you take a photograph 
number one, you don't want somebody looking into the sun, but you have sharp shadows and it's not the most flattering light. And even though you tone down the brightness on the iPhone, sometimes it, it still just does not do a great picture. I will say the portrait mode on the iPhone X is absolutely fabulous. I know I, I think the iPhone um, nine, uh, 8 has it as well. That portrait mode is just wonderful. I love the fact that it's a uh, short depth of field, so you have the blurring in the background, and it just takes stellar, just absolutely beautiful portraits. But for pro camera, because I've used it so often throughout my iPhone ownage, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I find that what I like about it is that if I take a photo with it, then I can edit it in RAW or TIFF um, format, and it's got a full screen, a full screen trigger too. So I, I you know, I, I kind of like that when I'm um, there's just things that when you're taking sometimes um, a selfie or your your uh, arm doesn't extend that long that you just tap the screen and it, it instantly takes the picture. You're not fumbling around for the volume up button or fumbling around for the, uh, uh, you know, the, oh God, the shutter. Jeez, I can't talk today. I, I think I haven't had enough coffee, but I do like it. And for people that don't have the X, this is a wonderful, wonderful app. Uh, to use to replace or to I wouldn't say replace to enhance the um, the Apple camera that you have, but I still use it. I will probably always use it. I like the fact that um, it kind of gives you if you if you're coming if you're coming with an iPhone with a pro background or a prosumer background. For instance, if you've had like a DLSR digital SLR, and you're used to those automatic or manual controls this allows you to do that so you can change your shutter speed you can kind of change your f-stop and you can get more of a fine-tuned image that you want that's why i really love this particular app and also it has an anti-shake mode as well that you can use i just think it's a great app it's well worth the six bucks and again they um you know when the new ios came out they made sure that this app was ready to go and, you know, it's very compatible with the, um, with the new iPhones. The other one is an oldie, but a goodie. I've used it since it first came out years ago when tap, 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 um, developed it. It, the tap, tap, tap sold it to late night apps and it's camera plus camera plus was one of the very first, uh, photo apps to come out that actually used clarity. So what Clarity is, it brightens and sharpens your photo at the same time. And no other app really did that. And it did it in a very nice manner in that you could dial it down. You didn't have to have that harsh, you know, kind of HDR halo look. So um, again, this app, I'm really happy that it didn't get abandoned, that it continues to be uh, updated. It has uh, some filters and adjustments, same thing. You can use it as a camera. But the other thing that I really like Camera Plus for, they have filters that you will never find in any other app. Trust me, I have tried. I went from a thousand apps to a mere, I think, 500 now I'm down to. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm hoarding apps and I'm no longer hoarding apps. But what I love about um, this, you know, again, uh, Camera Plus allows you to have manual control so you can change you know theoretically your f-stop and shutter speed but their their um their filters that they have they give you a whole bunch of them but i find that their black and white filters especially um there's one called um uh oh my gosh suze what's wrong with me i can't even talk today it's not gothic it's similar to gothic Oh my gosh! Hold on, let me find it for a second. I, I, I guess what's happening to me is I'm losing my mind. Gotham. Thank you. I was thinking <laughs> Batman. Does that count? Gotham <laughs> is this beautiful, beautiful app that they have in their Hollywood filter series. And most of the filters are free. There might be a couple add-ons. Hollywood definitely add-on. The Gotham. If those of you that have done black and white photography, you know that after you develop your um, gel, silver gelatin print your black and white photograph that you can tone it with selenium and selenium is 
is can be quite toxic. So you can get that selenium look. Selenium brings out these beautiful, cool black and white tones. I used to split tone my black and white prints. So I used to kind of do a sepia and selenium toning. So I would have, you know, um, cool shadows and warm highlights. The Gotham is probably absolutely my favorite app. I, I mean, my favorite filter ever. And, you know, again, Camera Plus is the only one that has that. They do have some really nice, uh, uh, you know, other filters that you may want to use. Um, they also have, you know, different modes when you take your food for light situations, such as food and portrait. So even though if you have one of the newer iPhone um, iPhones and the iPhone cameras, it's these are still wonderful um, apps to use. I mean, it doesn't using these apps in no way means that you know you don't have any um uh, you know uh what do i want to say confidence in Apple's camera but these just enhance your whole photographic experience i think and another one i think the filters is they have um analog and again with analog you have some really cool effects like uh you know a diana camera those little you know dingy toy cameras that we used to use years ago and they have a pinhole camera so camera plus will always be one of my favorites the they have limited text options but i don't use it for text options i do use it for framing though i think their frames are absolutely fabulous and they have some really cool polaroid frames that are included in this so you know you they have um they were one of the first to use the extensions. So if you're actually, um, you know, using your iPhone uh, camera, that you can open it into Camera Plus and continue your editing. Snapseed, unfortunately, doesn't do that, but you can do that in Camera Plus and Pixelator. So both of those are, I would highly recommend. I Again, sometimes this goes on sale. It's $2.99 it, for $3 for an app. It's absolutely wonderful. The other one that I lose every day, because I lost a lot of weight last year, um, and I like to keep track of things when I think I'm overeating. When, I, when days that I eat, that I drink too much wine or eat too much dark chocolate, I know that I have to use Lose It. So I probably use Lose It to count the foods because I have to behave myself. Um, I use that probably five days out of the week. But what Lose It does, and probably most of you Wow, the Hogwarts Express is coming. <laughs> um, it allows you to look up your food. So they have, a, if you look up Trader Joe's, you can find a bunch of Trader Joe's food. And same thing with um, different brand names. But it allows you to track your calories. So if you're calorie counting, this is a fabulous app. It's free. You can put in your goal weight. And it. I mean, there's a lot of, um, even though it has in-app purchases, there's a lot of free stuff here that you can use. And I found last year when I was doing my intermittent fast, I did the 5-2, which means that you, for two days a week, you, you eat 600 calories and you eat normally for the other five days. I found this app was absolutely invaluable. Now that I've made, I'm just on maintenance mode, I still use it, like I said, about five times a week. If I've overeaten a little bit, I'll think, oh, I better count calories tomorrow because I think I'm you know, going a little crazy. And so it's just, it's, it's a fabulous free app and, you know, um, it really puts into perspective, you don't, if you mentally tally your, your calorie, your caloric intake, you find that you're usually off, you know, because portion size, what, uh, when you read on the side of a package, what are portions, you think it's one portion and they're saying, no, you can get three portions out of this. You're like, what? So this allows you to really pay attention to not only your portion size, but keep track of your calories. So great app to use. Uh, speaking for food, uh, I know my two co-hosts don't like to cook, but I adore cooking. And I like cooking even in my little 22-foot tiny kitchen trailer, travel trailer. And Epic Curious uh, is probably one of my favorite apps for recipes. I'm not a big Pinterest person because I just think it's a rabbit hole. You can go down and never, and never see the light of day again. And I like to be a little more focused with my time but what i love about epicurious again it's a free app you can have a recipe box where you if you like recipes you can save them to a recipe box but it allows you to do a search so you can use breakfast food or lunches or even just like spinach and a whole bunch of spinach recipes will come up or chocolate i mean that talk about a rabbit hole going down the, the dark chocolate uh recipe hole there but 
I like it. It's rated. A lot of these recipes are rated by forks. Uh, so you'll get there's four, four forks is the highest rating. Um, and they give you a percentage on those uh, reviews too. You'll find that when you go through the reviews though, be careful because sometimes you're apt to say, oh, it only got 70%. No, you know, they and only, you know, two forks. But when you read through it, it's usually taste oriented. People say, well, I didn't like this. It took too much time. It, it, it had too much salt. I'll never make it again. When all it really takes is an adjustment on some of those recipes. So um, Epicurious is one that I use pretty much. Uh, every day. And I usually tweak those recipes as well. Uh, the other one, now that I am a travel trailer queen, um, and I've got back into birding, I used to, when I lived in Maine, I used to be in the Audubon Society, and they used to have great Audubon bird apps, and those have not been updated, most of them for iOS uh, 11, which is really sad, because, you know, when you pay that much for an app, and they're not updated. The one that did get updated is by the Mitch Weight Group, and it's called iBird Pro. And it's a little pricey. It's right now at this podcast, it's $14.99. But it's well worth it if you want to identify birds by their region, their range, um, their, 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 bird, you know, their song, uh, photographs, you know, their markings, their field markings. This is just a wonderful app. I find that I'm using it a lot. And, um, it, you know, you can have your life list. Uh, this is just a terrific app and it really pretty much identifies most of North American birds. So it's not broken down into like say for instance Texas birds or southwestern birds. It gives you a fairly um comprehensive like a, a Roger Tory Peterson guide. It gives you a very uh comprehensive bird list. Um and it also gives you some migratory patterns of these birds. So if you're in a particular area that you can look for these incidental birds that you know um go off on either migratory path. I, I love this app. I've got, I find that on the weekends that I go camping that I'm just using it constantly to identify birds. So I would highly recommend if you really need a good bird guide, then um, iBird Pro, uh, give it a shot. It's a, like I said, it's a little pricey, but it's compatible with iPhone X and it's, it's a, just a terrific app. And lastly, almost lastly, my next app that, because I'm been camping, is, uh, you know, when you get out from the city, voila, you see the stars again, and you can actually see the Milky Way. And I've used it for years. I used it when it was just Starwalk, and they've updated it to Starwalk, too. They have some more in-app purchase things, but I don't really use it for that. It's $2.99. It's a wonderful um, augmented reality app for stargazing and you basically you can hold up your phone to the sky and it will tell you the constellations that you're seeing and it gives kind of like this really pretty graphic so if say for instance if it's Sagittarius then you're going to see the archer if it's cancer you'll see the crab it kind of overlays that um and it does have the planets as well it's really just an exquisite app and i again for three dollars it's highly worth it to go stargazing especially you know when you're out away from city lights just i i love star walk too and i and i will always have that on my iphone um in the last app that the little dorky app that i use every day when i text is bitmoji and um Everyone knows what emoji is, you know. Well, the Bitmoji is a free app, and it allows you to create your the likeness of yourself. So um, you basically put what you look like, and you make this little facsimile of yourself. And then, when you allow it access to your keyboard, when you text people, you can basically um, kind of depending on the mood or what context you can emoji yourself and they have everything they have, you know, like, you know, love things and anniversary things. And, um, they have some, you know, F you things if you're mad. So, you know, it's, it's just kind of a cute dorky app. And I, I really like Bitmoji too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have it too. I just, as you were talking about it, I just re-enabled it. I guess it, uh, it wasn't enabled, uh, on my keyboard anymore. And then I just changed my little emoji to have on uh, the Golden State Warrior outfit. So oh, I can really bug my cousins. In, I, I can really bug my cousins in Cleveland. 
well, I had my Patriots outfit on when it was football season until <laughs> till Bill yeah. Belichick decided not to use Malcolm Butler and and lose, you know, um, the Super Bowl. But that's okay. We won't go down that path now, will we? So <laughs> okay, yeah. Just uh, she just, just went into her wonk 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 mode. Wonk me? <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Oh, I'm so mad. But anyway, I'm but over speaking it. Speaking of camping, I'm sure you use your Kindle when you're uh, uh, laying around in Buttercup, right? Nope, I don't actually. <laughs> I, I don't have a Kindle. I well, I, I mean, have on your app, the app, Kindle uh, app. No, you know what? I we tend to have a um, a campfire. There's this really cool thing because a lot of uh, parks, national parks, and state parks don't allow you to have um, like wood if it, there's you know fire danger. So we found that there's this little propane fire pit that you can buy that is acceptable. I mean, they allow you it in all, mostly all the parts. So we make s'mores and we do stargazing and we take late night walks. And when we get back, we're so tired. We hit the sack, and, you know, and it's awesome. And then yeah. we've got That's the-, the only good thing about camping for me is that you, yeah. you, while you guys are out there in front of the fire, I'm lounging around in a cabin somewhere reading my Kindle. <laughs> so, say, you know, um, and I'm in the bed next to you, Vicki, the other bed, not next to you physically, the other bed. You know what's really, really funny, Suze, uh, when we went to Macworld, we had yeah. the same pajamas. <laughs> Well, don't tell me what they are because if we ever the three of us, let's see if we if if I ac- accidentally have to say as well. No, but Vicky, <laughs> along that line, if it was raining though, absolutely, I'm looking forward to curling up with my iPad, you know, to read on iBooks or I've got some I've got some really good books that you know um, I've got loaded on there to read. I usually read them on the plane, but you know, it's kind of nice to hear rain on a roof. I, I will never complain about the rain. I learned a wonderful word. Rain on the roof. That keeps it's, you awake and just irritates me. I want quiet. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's another thing good about camping. It's generally quiet. It's very quiet. Just hear birds, birds. It's wonderful. But you know, it's funny because I found a word. I need to silkscreen it on a t-shirt. It's called pluviophile. And a pluviophile is someone that adores the rain. Ta-da! That's me. So. <laughs> 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 but you know um i i have to say it's really nice to get back out into nature because it just i think it makes us appreciate it more you know when you mm-hmm. when you come back into the city you realize what a rat race it's cra- you know crazy drivers noise planes up ahead you know when you're out and, and you don't hear anything um but natural sounds or you know when you hear a brook or you know you're going to a lake and it's just it's really nice i have to say i'm even Okay, you guys sitting down. I'm thinking about taking up fishing. Okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna get. Up fishing. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm thinking, why My did I? Gosh. I lived in Maine for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, why the heck didn't I go up to L.O.B. and take the fly fishing, the free fly fishing class? I know why you didn't. So you're asking the wrong person. Well, now, yeah, I want to. It's like, okay, so we're gonna get we're gonna get some fishing poles, and we're getting a canoe for Christmas. We're buying each other a canoe for Christmas, and we're going fishing. Wow. <laughs> That is too much for me. Next thing, I'll be growing mm-hmm. beard, putting my hair in a ponytail, and wearing flannel shirts, and I'll become <laughs> uh, the ultimate hipster. <laughs> well, I have I have a few left. Uh, uh, I have drove I have a drobo in my home, and I use. They just recently came out. Well, about a year or so ago, with drobo picks where you can sync your phone apps. I mean, your phone photos that you take. Uh, to the Drobo. Anything you take, it automatically is going to sync to the Drobo. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Um, and then they have Drobo access, which means that on my iOS device, I can access files that I have stored on my um, on my Drobo. Um, so those are the two that I use, yeah, well, seamlessly. I mean, I don't really look at them now unless I want to actually access files. But the Pix one, I like that it syncs. I don't have to worry about backing up photos. Uh, to my uh, network storage device. Um, and then my finally, I have utilities that we use. My sister brought a Honda Clarity hybrid and we use Honda Link to see if the car is charged and things of that nature. And she has a charge point charger in our garage that we use to set up charging also. But we can also do it during Honda Link. And finally, I have my Enlighten. That's what I use because I have solar panels so I can monitor the progress of uh, how much... Uh, Utilities I'm saving, how much energy I'm creating and producing and, um, and using. 
that is it for me. Okay. So that wraps up episode 117 of Three Geeky Ladies. I hope we gave you some apps that you can look into. It might become uh, an app that you use on a daily basis from now on. Uh, Links to all these apps can be found on our website. Like I mentioned earlier, threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. We would love to get some feedback from you. So please get in touch with us by any means that you find on the website. Uh, Again, as I said earlier, we are going to be taking a short hiatus while we take care of uh, things that we need to do in the next couple of months. And we may possibly talk to you between now and then. If not, we will see you uh, talk to you again sometime in the summer. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm Jake Adams. And I'm Peter Searle. And together, we are Nanobytes. All right. A brand new channel with the express purpose of bringing fun and variety to your computer, TV, smartphone, or anywhere else. We've been making content in different forms on this site for years now. But we figured now was as good a time as any to really knuckle in and do something a bit more focused. But Jake? Yeah, Pete? What kind of videos can you expect to watch here? On this channel, you can find lots of things, like comedy, horror, parody, drama, and even action. Whoa, now that's some fun stuff you got going on there. That's right, Jake. And we have all of that and more. So come on in and take a look. I'm Jake. And I'm Peter. And together, we are Nanobytes. Forget it. Yeah, that's good. I don't... I don't...